0: welcome to the freedom revival folks i'm your host bruce robertson i named this show the freedom revival because i'm here to revive freedom and we're going to break some chains today we're going to break down some old thinking and uh get unstuck from the mire that we're in And we're going to step it up a little bit. And first, what I'm going to do is we're going to go to the quote of the day, which uh, I always like to go to uh, a quote. I love quotes. And I think they uh, impart lots of wisdom to us all. And this quote comes from my friend, John Maxwell, Pastor John Maxwell. He's written some great books. And uh, he said, he, I quote, a leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. Maxwell's got great words of wisdom. And I give a shout out to my friend, John Maxwell. Um, let's go to the uh, top 10 news items uh, right away. We'll just jump to the news items. A, um, the Nashville Trans Shooter Manifesto was released Uh, just recently by Steven Crowder and already Google and Facebook now called Meta have already banned it. It seems that uh, law enforcement and mainstream media and social media didn't want to show what this manifesto clearly reveals. And that what it reveals is that this was a hate crime committed against white Christians if the shooter was a straight white man, you can bet the story would be on full blast 24-7. And, you know, now I'm hearing that the shooter also recorded a video, which uh, I don't think we've seen yet. Uh, it's not out yet. Uh, maybe I don't know if it'll ever come out. So what I'm asking out there in, in radio land is, where's the video? What's on it? We'd like to see it. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> Uh so um 10 GOP senators urged top Democrat Chuck Schumer to reject Biden's 9 billion dollar Gaza humanitarian aid bill uh or actually it's an aid ask because it will they say it'll be a gift to Hamas murderers the lawmakers warned in a letter to Schumer to Tuesday uh that this was last Tuesday already obtained by uh, DailyMail.com that sending aid to the Palestinians in Gaza would be akin to funneling aid directly to Hamas because there's no way for the U.S. to have proper oversight over the money. In addition, Hamas, uh, you know, it's been revealed many times that Hamas has stolen aid from the U.N.'s Palestine, Palestine Refugees Agency for over a decade. And uh, they stole money from the Palestine agency as recently as last week. I mean, they've been funneling that money off to their own needs, uh, their own uh, small group needs for a long time. And the actual Palestinians that live in Gaza and elsewhere have been uh, deprived of basic necessities. So, you know, they're accusing Israel of holding them in a prison when Hamas themselves are basically holding them in a prison. I saw just a a day or two ago that there um, there were dozens of people found dead. They were shot dead by Hamas as they were trying to exit the country. So, I mean, it's hard without boots on the ground to know exactly what's going on. But this stuff is sort of seeping out and leaking out from various sources not just one or two or you know one propaganda mainstream media network um but again it's hard to verify but that's what I've heard uh the EU state's most popular party this EU state's most popular party wants the Israeli ambassador expelled what EU state is that it's Ireland Ireland's sinfine, has called for the envoy's expulsion for as long as Israel ignores demands for a ceasefire. So, um, you know, what's going on in Ireland? I don't know. 83% Catholic over there. Breaking news. UK bank NatWest. NatWest is telling customers to reduce their carbon footprint, eat vegetarian... And stop drinking dairy milk after scanning their bank transaction data. So, big banker is watching you. I mean, uh, as we see, there's a lot of encroachment on our privacy by our banks. And the more we use electronic transactions, I think it's inevitable that the more this is going to happen, so I, I don't have a quick solution to it except to keep using cash, but it's certainly disturbing. We're seeing uh, a rise in tension at universities, a lot of, uh, lot of fighting and tensions going on, protests and, and unrest on our university campuses. Um, and com- com- because of these uh, protests, and most of them uh, pro-Palestinian protests on our campus, um, there's a lot of con- condemnation that's mounting as, uh, as colleges struggle, really, to balance between protecting their Jewish students and allowing some others to protest. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of anti-Semitism rising on our college campuses, too. We just had a situation where some Jewish students were locked in the library and there were people terrorizing them and pounding on the doors and so forth uh you know this stuff isn't right folks i mean this is the united states of america you don't don't mess with other people like that um so the colleges are struggling uh to protect you know at the same time protect jewish students and allow others to uh to protest and exercise their first amendment rights okay uh this has created some blowback also Because uh, there are major donors that are pulling out of some of these colleges in protest of the pro-Palestinian protests. So um, did you see this news item, hedge fund billionaire Leon Cooperman? He suspended his uh, massive uh, Columbia University donations over these uh, pro-Palestinian protests. Say that 10 times fast. Pro-Palestinian protests. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, so the colleges are going to be losing money, I think, from uh, from big, uh, especially big Jewish donors, if they keep uh, encouraging uh, or um, allowing this uh, s- somewhat violent protest to go on on campus. And it's really sort of one-sided, I think. Now, here's something interesting. Think about this. We now have smart meters. Have you gotten a smart meter on your home yet? You know, the uh, public utilities companies have come around and uh, pretty much insisted that people get smart meters so they could read them remotely and it's all wireless and, oh, it's going to be so easy. And I think they pretty much coerced everybody or many people to get a smart meter on their home, right? Right. So we've got smart meters, smart cars, right? So we've got self-driving cars. I was talking with a friend of mine today who happens to have a Tesla. And he said uh, once in a while he drives around and allows the Tesla to do the driving. I don't know if I'm ready for that, but uh, he said it was kind of kind of cool. Um, not for me, folks. Not for me. I like to do my own driving. Thank you. I don't even like to ride in a car with someone else driving. Um, So we have smart meters, smart cars, smart phones, right? Smart cities. You know about the smart cities? They're trying to put people into these smart cities, and pretty soon there'll be 15-minute cities where you can't go more than 15 minutes from your your own home. Uh, So smart meters, smart cars, smart phones, smart cities, smart homes. You can wire your home now. And it does all kinds of cool things, right? I mean, you just uh, talk to your uh, Alexa or whatever uh, system you're using and you have Sonos on your stereo and you have all these um, wireless and and, um, uh, smart products and they interact with each other and you come in the house and you you can unlock your door with your phone and all this kind of stuff. You can start your car with your phone. Um, this is all sold to us with the, um, with the promise of being so convenient, you know, like we don't have to lift a finger anymore. that's why we're all getting so fat in America. But, um, so all these smart things, smart meters, smart cars, smart phones, smart cities, smart homes. Do you know that the word smart is an acronym? It doesn't mean intelligent. Smart refers to self-monitoring, analysis, and reporting technology. I'll say that again for those in uh, <laughs> for those in the cheap seats. Uh, the word "smart" is an acronym that refers to self-monitoring, analysis, and reporting technology. Okay, it doesn't mean intelligent. So a smart illusion of safety and convenience. But it's actually about tricking us into more digital control and surveillance. Think about that. Matt Getz tells The Wall Street Journal that uh, his motion to vacate was the only regime change they've ever taken issue with. And he asks if they would have if they would have liked more liked it more if he found an extremist Sunni Muslim for speaker. I think this might be the greatest thing the Wall Street Journal has ever published. Have you seen this, folks? Matt Getz came out and really uh, knocked it out of the ballpark. I'd say. Um, so here's what he said in the Wall Street Journal. He said, uh, he said a letter to the Wall Street Journal editorial. He said, the Wall Street Journal editorial board has criticized me for my successful motion to vacate uh, in the article, The Gets of Republican Hell in uh, Review and Outlook, October 21st. Matt says, this is the first regime change the editorial board has likely ever taken issue with. Would it have been better if I found an extremist Sunni Muslim to become speaker? And he goes on. He says, I understand why Karl Rove, uh, in his op-ed October 19th, and the Journal are upset. You used to be important. For many years, the Republican Party was controlled by your brand of politics. Amnesty for illegal immigrants, intervention overseas, and deference to corporate America. And he goes on, he says, those days are over. The Make Make America Great Again movement is ascendant. Donald Trump remains the leader of the party and Mitt Romney is a pariah in the GOP. Kevin McCarthy is no longer speaker. Instead, Mike Johnson, a committed conservative who will stick to his word, will lead the House. This might upset fans of the status quo, but the stability favored by the establishment resulted in runaway debt and an open border. I will continue disrupting the system to better the lives of my constituents, and that's our Florida representative, Matt Goetz. Whether you love him or don't love him, you can't ignore him. I happen to like their guy, but uh so it looks like also now we've got America uh making China the world's leading country. Um there's a lot of stuff going on here. Uh you know, Donald Trump came out and he said uh he said some interesting things recently. He said blessed are the peacemakers did you hear him say that he said blessed are the peacemakers there was an interesting recording uh of of that i'm going to play it for you so you can listen to that okay uh see if see if this works let's see here
1: we don't want them when they want to destroy our country welcome to america we want to destroy your country thank you very much So we're going to keep foreign Christian-hating communists, Marxists, and socialists out of America. We're keeping them out of America. When I was president, the world was stable and calm because America was respected and strong. Now, as we see in Russia and all of these other places, this whole world is on fire. This world is on fire. Before I even arrive at the Oval Office, I will have the horrible war between Russia and Ukraine totally settled. I'll have it done in 24 hours. I say that, and I will do that. That's easy compared to some of the things. I get that done in 24 hours. I know them both. I know them both. As the Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. See that? I will be your... And I will be your peacemaker. I was your peacemaker.
0: Donald Trump, ladies and gentlemen, blessed are the peacemakers. He's quoting the Bible, folks. I love that, don't you? Um, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, you know, a friend of mine, um friend of mine, Natalie Winters, uh had an interesting piece uh in the war room with uh, Steve Bannon. And uh she, she dug up some deleted strategy papers from the company that Hunter, Hunter Biden uh, was serving as managing director for. Uh, she dug up these uh, strategy papers from CEFC Energy Company, a Chinese Communist Party-run company where Hunter Biden was managing director. And the papers had detailed plans for China to surpass America as the world's leading country while coordinating forms of warfare and quote-unquote quote warfare to influence other countries away from viewing the chinese communist party as a threat cefc china by Biden, hunter biden's uh, pet company there uh cefc china energy uh recently made headlines following a new york post expose highlighting how hunter leveraged his father's name to ink deals with the Chinese government-linked entity, and several whistleblowers have confirmed these accounts. The company, founded by the now-missing Chinese tycoon Yi Jianming, has been identified as collaborating with the Chinese Communist Party's People's Liberation Army since its founding. Beyond functioning as part of, the China, uh, part of China's vast political warfare operation, CEFC China Energy was also actively uh, strategizing for ways to overtake America on the world stage. Uh, some deleted web pages from the company's now defunct website revealed that uh, members of the Chinese Communist Party run company were plotting how China could surpass America become the world's leading country and influence other countries to not perceive of China as a threat. In written commentary for the website entitled America Has Succeeded in Engaging China, the author examines the rise of China through an antagonistic lens with the United States. China now uses America to measure its great revival. And how about after that revival? How about after surpassing America? What happens then? How can China build its identity, its concepts, and its worldviews? Its worldview, how it's seen in the world. It, uh, you know, they're saying that while broadly rejecting an America-centric view of world affairs, so. Whether the Chinese people like it or not, China is going from a revival phase to a post-revival phase, and from a developing big country to the world's leading country," says the author. Uh, by American by Americanizing China, America needs not need not resolve the threat brought by China's rise. Huh. America can maintain its traditional must not be number two identity really. Moreover, America could put up China as another global enemy, which is what happened in the negotiations on climate change, in order to disperse the global attacks and lighten the pressure on America. So, you know, it's all about this push and pull between who's the boogeyman and uh, how do we set up our, our, you know, straw man enemies in the world. Um, It's a You know, it's it's a pretty interesting thing because China is using propaganda and media media warfare very systematically and very comprehensively. So, you know, it's uh, it wants to really be effective in protecting their own image. You know, they don't like to lose face. Right. Um, uh, You know, so the author says these are the steps that China could take in this warfare one of the tactics proposed includes a mechanism for guiding foreign public opinions about China. So they're trying to manipulate foreign public opinion on China. And uh, I think we've known that for a while. We've kind of suspected it. Right. But, you know, it just keeps on getting worse and worse. I mean, we went from having a president for four years that calmed everything down, that, turned the economy around twice that uh, navigated this huge storm uh, called uh, COVID, which now we know was uh, was created in a laboratory in China, of all places, and maybe in a couple other laboratories. There's some stuff coming out now saying that they were working on it here in the United States for a while before it got to Wuhan. Um, but anyway, we had a president for four years that made peace and he arranged the biggest peace treaty ever in the Middle East. And he smoothed relations with Russia and China. And interest rates were low. And North Korea was talking again and, you know, smoothing out relations. He was the first president to step across the DMZ in North Korea, the demilitarized zone. Okay. And we went from that to this two new wars in three years, you know, a president who disgracefully leaves, pulls out of Afghanistan, and leaves billions and billions of dollars of brand new U.S. battle equipment, you know, ammunition, helicopters, our, our top technology, leaves it to the Taliban. So basically, just arming the Taliban, and uh, now, you know, it's it's clear now that he's taking money from Chinese Communist activist companies through his son's little sham that he had going on, selling the brand of Joe Biden to the Chinese and basically selling out America at the same time and uh, and and what about the Ukrainian oligarchs that he was drifting off of? I mean, there's all this money and and influence and and uh, um you know, getting the deals that they wanted and and stiff-arming, getting people fired so they wouldn't investigate the criminality in Ukraine. And then, of course, let's launch a war. Let's launch a war in Ukraine where we can blow a whole bunch of money through there, and that money goes who knows where out the back door into shell accounts, um, and it winds up magically back into the hands of the people that approved the war. I mean... Now look at look at what's happening in Ukraine just for a minute. The, we have the most quote unquote, okay, what Biden called the most democratic president of modern Ukraine, the one supported by Joe Biden with your precious tax dollars, ladies and gentlemen, for his open democracy stance, and he's taken another step now toward the western ideals of democracy. Have you heard what he said this week? He said We must understand that now is the time for a struggle on which the fate of the state depends. Now is not the time to hold elections. You got that? He's canceling elections, this pinnacle of democracy, Zelensky. Uh, That translates into this, in my mind. It translates into saying, the U.S. government now tells me that the proxy war is about defending democracy. Uh, They know that I won't win re-election, so I've got to cancel the elections. Let me break it down. By decision of his Council for National Defense and Security, Zelensky has completely banned any activity of opposition parties in Ukraine. So he's just canceled out all his opposition parties. Let me explain that again. He's canceled all the opposition parties in Ukraine. That political move comes as Zelensky aims to further assert his influence over the country's media. So he's grabbing media, too. Does that sound familiar, folks? Canceling out his political rivals, censoring his political rivals, taking control of the media. On Sunday, Zelensky, the Ukrainian leader, signed a decree that aims to unite all national TV channels in Ukraine into one platform. It's like a centralized propaganda network. And he cited the importance of having a unified information policy under martial law. Wow. According to NBC News, U.S. and European officials uh, quietly have been talking to the Ukrainian government about what possible peace negotiations with Russia they could possibly put together to end the war. Uh, And that's according to one current senior U.S. official and one former senior U.S. official. And even the left-wing propaganda media mouthpieces are starting to question the decision-making that went into the Ukraine conflict. I mean, now that all the money's gone out the back door, okay. The MSNBC leftist radical Mehdi Hassanan. Uh, Mehdi Hassanan uh, tweeted on November 6th, if Ukraine ends up at the end of this war with a worse peace deal with Russia than what they could have gotten last year, and with thousands of Ukrainians killed since last year, more like hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians, then a lot of very serious people in the West would have a lot of questions to answer. So, you know, we've got to take that into serious consideration, right? We've got to take that into serious consideration. I predict that the fomenting and supporting of the Ukraine war will go down as one of the most catastrophic foreign policy decisions ever made in U.S. history. The politically motivated decisions by Joe Biden and NATO are constituting crimes against humanity. The graft and corrupt money laundering alone are grounds for impeachment and criminal prosecution. We'll be right back.
1: with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll wanna make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix Rx. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally.
0: Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.news was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back to the Freedom Revival, folks. I'm your host Bruce Robertson. Uh, when I left off before our uh, our uh, break for our uh, wonderful sponsors, uh, I was talking about uh, what's going on with the Ukraine war. And uh, I said that I predict that fomenting and supporting the Ukraine war will go down as the most catastrophic foreign policy decision ever made in U.S. history, or one of the most. Um, the politically motivated decisions by Joe Biden and NATO constitute crimes against humanity. And uh, I'm going to stand on that. Now what we've got is Turkey won't talk to Netanyahu. Um You know, that's what uh, uh, Recep Erdogan said. Uh, The Turkish president has basically cut off. He's cut off contact with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu due to Israel's relentless bombardment of Gaza. He told reporters on a flight home from a summit meeting in Kazakhstan this past Saturday that uh, Netanyahu is no longer someone we can talk to. We've given up on him, he said. That's according to Turkish media. The Turkish Foreign Ministry has also announced on Saturday that it had recalled its ambassador to Israel, whose name is uh, Turun Lar, in in view of the unfolding humanitarian tragedy in Gaza caused by the continuing attacks by Israel against citizens and civilians and uh, Israel's refusal of calls for a ceasefire and the continuous and unhindered flow of humanitarian aid. Okay, so Erdogan's pulling out of relations with Netanyahu and Israel. You know, if Turkey gets into this war, we're going to have a much bigger problem on our hands. It's going to be much bigger even than Russia and Ukraine. Because if Turkey gets pulled in, if Iran gets pulled in, that might even pull Russia in, and we could have World War III on our hands. And, we, you know, we've got a president who's sort of asleep at the switch. I mean, they don't call him Sleepy Joe for nothing. And meanwhile, he's got his hands in everybody's pockets. So, um, you know, we've got a really tense situation. And this, you know, this second half of the segment, we're going to talk about war a little bit. I mean, war, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Well, that's an old song. I remember that Eric Burden uh, did that song. And uh, when I was a a youngster growing up and, uh, you know, we liked it then. But uh, the, the thing is, is there such a thing as a just war? Well, perhaps there is. But you have to follow the money with war. A lot of times there's a lot of money flowing back and forth behind the scenes and You follow who makes the money and who keeps the money and who gets impoverished and who gets killed, and you wonder really whether war is a justified thing. Um, You know, this war uh, doesn't seem to really be between Israel and Hamas, just like the war in Ukraine really wasn't between Ukraine and Russia. There are a lot of proxies going on, and uh one of the proxies is uh, you know that one of the proxy players is or two of the proxy players is that it's between good and evil you know there's a there's a general spiritual war going on between good and evil in the world and it's not about jews and muslims you know when we had um, just like COVID, okay with COVID we had three choices you know it was either ignorance incompetence, ignorance and incompetence, deception, or outright evil. And maybe it was a combination of all three. So the narratives that we're being led to believe right now are that, uh, you know, this is all about, you know, from from the other side anyway, from the left, from the Palestinian side, from the pro-Palestinian protesters, They say it's all about colonialism and expansionism and patriarchy. But is that really the case? I mean, we really need to question the narratives and understand the facts that are on the ground. And it's hard to do because we're not over there. And even if we were in the fog of war, what would we really see? Um, I know a few things. There are a few facts that are, you know, irrefutable. You know, you can't dispute these facts. First of all, peace has been continually offered to the Palestinians since 1948, okay? I mean, Israel was formed in 47, 48, and ever since then, the uh, Arab and uh, Muslim countries that surround the state of Israel have been continually attacking Israel. Now, let's look at the major religions in the world. There's Islam, Judaism, Christianity, Hinduism, Buddhism. I guess you could throw, you know, Sikhism as a uh, a subset. Uh, Really, it's kind of related to Hinduism and Buddhism a little bit because they all started in in India. But, uh, you know, there are dozens of Muslim countries, all right? Let's break it down to basically. Islam, Judaism, and Christianity. There are dozens of Muslim countries. Most of them are theocracies, autocratic theocracies. Now, what does that mean? What is an autocratic theocracy? Well, what that means is that they have total control over their population. It's basically uh, a really tightly run uh, prison state uh, where the people don't have free will to do what they want to do. They don't have freedom of speech. They don't have freedom of religion. Uh, unless they support the state-sponsored religion, they don't. they're not allowed to practice other religions. So most of the Muslim countries, in fact, all the dozens of mu- Muslim countries in the world, are all autocratic theocracies. You know, there are dozens of culturally Christian countries in the world as well none of them are autocratic theocracies i mean unless you want to include the vatican in that that mix but the vatican's really like a small little place but but you know none of the christian countries in the world and when i say christian countries i mean countries that celebrate christmas and easter they don't all have to be fervent evangelical christians but i mean they identify in a majority as Christians. None of them are autocratic theocracies. All of them allow free exercise of religion. Um, Can you build a mosque in Sweden? Of course you can. Can you build a mosque in the United States? Sure, there are thousands of them. Can you build a mosque in Western Europe? Yes. Can you build a mosque in Russia? There are 8,000 mosques in Russia. Did you know that? Okay, so... Can you build a Christian church or a Jewish synagogue in any of the dozen Muslim countries in the world? You absolutely cannot. In fact, you can't even wear your cross openly displayed in places like Saudi Arabia. If you're wearing a cross around your neck, you need to put that thing away because you'll have trouble with the authorities. There are, um, so I said, there are dozens of Muslim countries, all autocratic theocracies. There are dozens of Christian countries. None of them are autocratic theocracies. They're mostly all democratically run. The United States is a constitutional republic. Switzerland is a constitutional republic. Um, And there is one Jewish nation. There's one. Now, people might argue that, yes, it's a secular government, but for the purpose of this argument, Israel is basically a Jewish nation, okay? Um, There is one Jewish nation, and it's a very tiny one, and it's in the middle of all these Muslim countries, and it is also not a theocracy. I mean, we're going to call it a Jewish nation, but there are Christian churches, okay, There's Greek Orthodox churches. You're allowed to practice your religion in Israel. So what's going on? I mean, uh, you know, everybody says that they're, they're apartheid nation, Israel. A lot of these leftists and protesters say Israel's an apartheid nation. Well, is that apartheid? Who's the real apartheid? If you can't practice your religion in a country... Isn't that a restriction on natural rights and freedoms? I think that it is. Now, um, Hamas, Hezbollah, the Ayatollahs in Iran, all these others, Fatah and uh, the Muslim Brotherhood, and uh, ISIS, okay? Do you think any of them really want a Palestinian state? Do they want a Palestinian state? You know what they want? They want a return of the Islamic Caliphate. And uh, you know, if you do a little deep deep deep, deep digging, uh, deep dive into uh, the history of Islam, you'll see that under the Ottomans, for example, when they took control of the entire Mediterranean, uh, at one point they conquered Jerusalem, they conquered Constantinople. They were all up in, in Spain. They had about half of Spain. They were creeping into France. Uh, they sieged Vienna, Austria twice. Uh, I mean, it was really a problem in Europe. It looked like Europe was going to fall to Islam. They were trying to create a global caliphate. That's their goal. You know what a caliphate is? A caliphate is a Muslim-run totalitarian global muslim radical state under islamic law in which no other god other than islam other than allah is tolerated okay i mean when arrow and when yeah you remember yasser arafat you know your history or you can if you're if you're uh, my age you can remember Yasser Arafat he kind of looked like Ringo Starr with a with a rag on his head, but uh, Arafat, uh, the hero of of the PLO, the Palestinian Liberation Organization, was offered nearly a hundred percent of what the Palestinians were asking for. I mean, he had big summit meetings at Camp David and so forth with uh, Bill Clinton and others. And he, they were offered nearly 100% of what the Palestinians were asking for. They offered to Yasser Arafat. You know what Arafat said? He said, I can't take the deal. Why did he say that? They asked him why. He said, because they'll kill me if I take that deal. Who will kill him? That's the question. Who? Who was Yasser Arafat afraid of? Of course, he was afraid of radical Islam. So the fight, the battle in Israel, is not about theology. It's about control. Our universities are being poisoned. Radical Islam is now being supported by people who would be killed in a radical Islamic theocracy. I mean, it's preposterous. Atheists, Jews, gays, christians it doesn't matter i mean people are marching down the street with the the rainbow lgbtq plus flag alongside the palestinian flag and if those people were living in gaza right now they would be persecuted and killed i mean the the whole plan over there is to eradicate the gays kill them behead them throw them off buildings so how is it that they're marching together? There's something wrong with this picture. One of these things is not like the other. You know, Israel offered a two-state solution. They offered the Palestinians their own nation and government. They withdrew from Gaza in 2005. You know, since then it's been nothing but attacks and bombings and rockets and I mean they're, they're just throwing bombs over the over the border from the north from the from the from the east and from the west in, in Gaza. The east is the, the West Bank and the North is uh, Hezbollah. You know, negotiating with these guys, and by the way, it's not all Palestinians, okay? Are there good Palestinians? Yes, I'm sure there are. But the good ones are being held sort of hostage by the bad ones. Uh it's and negotiating with them is kind of like negotiating with Hitler or Satan. I mean, ask Neville Chamberlain uh, about peace, okay? Uh, You know, he spoke to Hitler, and he went and gave Hitler Czechoslovakia because he was promised that Hitler would be content with that, and he wouldn't move further. You know, they had a peace agreement. He came back with a piece of paper in his hand. He got off the airplane, and he said, I have achieved peace in our time. That was Neville Chamberlain. Famous quote. Look what happened. Hitler rolled tanks. Peace agreement wasn't worth the paper it was printed on. And, you know, history repeats itself. And the fight, also, the fight could come to our shores. I mean, George Santayana said, I remember this clearly. I stood at the gates of of Dachau concentration camp in Germany, and I saw what the result was of, uh, you know, allowing these, uh, this an- anti-Semitism and uh, just allowing genocide to happen in general because it wasn't only Jews that were killed. It was Gypsies, there were Greeks, there were Armenians, there were Africans, there were all sorts of people were killed. Um, but George Santayana said, he who forgets the lessons of history shall be condemned to repeat them. I mean... I would say get ready people I say get ready because you know right now you know the parable of the oil the, the the uh the uh bridesmaids uh the uh the uh the wedding and uh in the Bible where the where the women you know most of them had oil in their lamps but there were ones that didn't have oil in their lamps they weren't ready they weren't prepared We need to get some oil in our lamps. We need to be ready because there are people in our society who mean to do us harm. You know, the FBI just announced that there are major US cities that are um, hotspots that could be hotspots for terrorist activity. And they named, you know, all the usual suspects, but they named some, you know, that may be close to you. They named Boston, New York. Los Angeles, San Francisco, San Diego, uh, Chicago, um, Minneapolis. They named, um, in Florida, they named Tampa. Uh, They named uh, Tallahassee. They named uh, Boca Raton. They named Fort Lauderdale. I mean, what if this stuff starts lighting up in our neighborhoods around the country? Are we ready for this on our soil? You know, we haven't fought a battle on U.S. soil since the Civil War. We have generations of people that don't know what it's like to be in the midst of battle, in the fog of war. Um, I wonder how many of these people would melt down. I mean, what would they do? Are they ready? Are they trained? Can they fight if they had to? Could they defend their families? Um, you know, what's the answer to this? Well, the answer is to be prepared, to be fit, to be healthy, to train, to, uh, be able to protect yourself, to exercise your second amendment rights. And, uh, you know what that means, folks, I don't have to tell you, uh, and pray. I mean, God can reverse all this. You know, if you just believe, put your faith in God. God can reverse all this. Uh, The Bible in 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will heal their land. So he's talking about the body of believers. When he says, my church. He's talking about the body of believers. He's not talking about the bricks and mortar. Um, so all believers have to put their heads together and put their hands together and get on their knees and pray. You know, the Christian church needs to understand and wake up. And, um, you know, this isn't just about having interfaith breakfasts. I mean, that's that's good. OK, that's good. But let's figure out one thing I, you know. Christians and Jews don't have autocratic theocracies. And how can we coexist with radical Islam? You know, you you can't negotiate with a suicide death cult that sees world domination as a goal for everything. I mean, um, you know, no, it's not all Muslims. It's between 10 and 20 percent of all Muslims uh, uh, as uh as uh most analysts uh will agree 10 to 20 percent there's one and a half billion in the world what's 20 percent of one and a half billion it's three hundred thousand people that's the population of the United States who want to kill or convert anyone who's not a Muslim There is, for every time, a season. And uh, we may be approaching a time for war. I mean, are there peaceful Palestinians and Muslims? Yes, I, I know there are. Okay. Will they stand up against the radicals in their own communities? I'm not so sure. And... um we saw with Yasser Arafat that they that even Yasser Arafat, the leader of the PLO, wasn't willing to stand up against radical Islam. So I want to talk to you about your health. We've just been talking about protecting ourselves. Let's talk about protecting our bodies. We've got a couple of uh, uh, sponsors on our program that are uh, very. Very, um, very spot on with their products. Let's put it that way. I've been using a couple of these products, and I really like the effects and what the you know the results that I'm getting. There's a spike protein formula, and that is a supplement, and uh, it's Dr. McCullough's supplement that he's uh, brought to us, and it inhibits. Uh, it's by the Wellness Signature Series, and it inhibits spike effects. It inhibits blood vessel blockage and it supports T-cell activity. It's gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, and it's America American-made, made in the good old USA. It's called Spike Support Formula. Look for it in your AmericaOutloud.shop um, in your web browser. And uh, if you put in the code OUTLOUD, the product code OUTLOUD, you'll get a great discount. There's also, there's two more new products, Cofix Rx, the nasal solution, and Cofix RS, Rx, the throat cleanse. Um, both of them have a triple action formula of povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3. And uh, I've been using this stuff. And, uh, you know, if you have, for example, allergies, if you're allergic to mold spores, if you have a black mold situation in your home, get Cofix RX nasal solution and throat cleanse, and it will improve your condition. I've seen it myself with my personal results. Uh, It's scientifically proven to cleanse germs, bacteria, viruses, and particulates from your respiratory system. And you know, as the season comes up and we start going to Thanksgiving and Christmas and all these things, and you're in a bigger crowd, or you're with a bunch of people, Kofix RX can be the can make the difference as to whether you're feeling ill or under the weather, or whether you're feeling great. And again, Kofix RX products are made in the good old USA. So we've got a couple of more minutes left. I want to raise a question. Um, I'd like to ask... The university students and protesters, there's hundreds of thousands of them now out in the streets. They were all in Washington. I mean, uh, you know, of course, when January 6th protesters protest, that's an insurrection. But when these people protest and do essentially the same thing, it's uh, it's a peaceful protest. We all know the, the game there. But I'd like to ask the university students and protesters out there, listen, I don't hate anybody. But when other people hate, I don't tolerate it. Um, I don't think that we should tolerate intolerance. So let's ask the university students and protesters, do you accept the existence of the Jewish state of Israel? It's a simple question. Do you accept the existence of the Jewish state of Israel? What do you think they would answer? They're going... From from river to sea, okay, river to sea. They're chanting. You know what that means? That means they want to wipe all the Jews in Israel off the map. In fact, all the people in Israel off the map, except for themselves. Now, as I said, Israel has is offered peace many times. <clears throat> to the west, Israel has Fatah. To the east they have Gaza and Hamas. To the north, they have Hezbollah. Does the world want to solve this problem? These guys are surrounded by radical Islam. And, you know, they're throwing rockets and missiles and breaching their borders and raping women and and killing babies. And, you know, listen, war is hell. And it goes on on both sides. There's lots of... um, i'm sure lots of uh, war crimes going on uh, maybe both ways okay but does the world want to solve the problem that's the question hamas could have solved the problem they've received billions of dollars where did the money go tunnels rockets payments to jihadis you know uh, i'm sure their living standards are not so bad for the Ham- hamas leaders look the current administration is missing the point and that's my point the current administration is fueling both sides they're giving money to iran they're giving money to hamas directly indirectly uh they're they're giving aid to palestine and that aid is not all reaching the palestinian people why because we have a policy that calls for instability and chaos in the middle east and that my friends is not a policy for peace. Thanks for listening, folks. That's the end of the Freedom Revival for this episode, and I'm your host, Bruce Robertson. And remember, no weapon formed against you shall prosper.
1: Good day.